there, and welcome to the Homeschooling Family Podcast. Here, we discuss just about everything that comes into play when you're a Christian homeschooling family. I'm Leslie Nunnery, and on today's podcast, I'm joined by Linda LaCour Hobar, author of The Mystery of History. Linda will be talking to us about the ugly elements in our lives, both those that are public and those that are private. She'll share from her own experience how to walk through those and even what homeschooling can and should look like as you go. She'll also offer some very practical advice on each of the categories of the ugly that we discuss. I'm confident that this will resonate deeply with some of you because even as Linda was talking, many Teach Them Diligently families were passing through my mind for I know that you have gone through some very deep valleys. I pray that this episode is a blessing and an encouragement to you. I pray that you feel heard and seen as Linda shares her heart. I am so glad you're here. Let's dive right into my conversation with Linda Hobart. everybody and welcome back to the Homeschooling Families podcast. I am really, really thrilled to have Linda LaCour Hobar on the program today. Linda actually started making a difference in my family well before I knew her uh, as we started using Mystery of History years and years ago when my children were young and absolutely fell in love with the curriculum and how every single lesson points forward to Christ or back to Christ and you just see the hand of God throughout history. So Linda, it is a joy and a privilege to have you here today. Oh, thank you, Leslie. And thanks for those kind words. It still means a lot to hear that. Mm, To God be the glory. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, Linda, before we dive in today, because we're going to talk about some, some hard days and some rather tough things in a few minutes, but why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, your homeschooling experience, kind of where where you're coming from um, before mm-hmm. we dive into talking about those those ugly, the ugly part of homeschooling. Sure, sure. Well, in a nutshell, so my husband and I homeschooled for 17 years. We now have three adult children, all married, and one of them has some grand, has some kids making us grandparents. Mm-hmm. In fact, one was just born a month ago. So we have a six-year-old, three-year-old, one-month-old grandchildren. And I tell you what, through those years, we just watched the Lord work. And it was about halfway through my homeschool career that I felt the calling to write the mystery of history. And honestly, I would, Leslie, rather talk about something like the collapse of the Soviet Union today, because that's a very safe place for me to talk about history. But oh, no, I feel led today to really pull down that historian mask, you know, and just talk about my homeschool days, the good, the bad, and the Mm -hmm. ugly, because we all have them. And I just hope my words will encourage someone out there, particularly who's in the the really bad stuff. So that's what we're going to dive into today. Well, good, good. And I so appreciate your being transparent and kind of walking with us through this. I think every year, every season, we have bad days. This year in particular has thrown so many curveballs and so much upheaval into everyone's life that we've really all had to go back to what we know is true and honest and just and think on those things. And um, I, I know personally, there have been a lot more days when I just felt out of kilter, off balance and, and all of that. 
So, so why don't you start walking us through, you know, kind of what those look like, what we can expect and how to combat. Sure. Sure. Well, if your listeners are interested in hearing about the good, I have some tips on at least a few of the things I think we did right that helped contribute to our good. So I have a blog on that and they can go there. And if you want to hear about the bad, which is a few things I learned to do to manage the bad, I have another blog on that. But what I wanted to reserve with our special time today is the ugly and talk about that. And interestingly, the ugly to me doesn't have that much to do with homeschooling. I found for me that the ugly Mm. really revolved around my own depravity and just living in a fallen world. You know, all the awful things that happen. And I'm sure you can relate as everyone else. So but let's kind of set the stage, if I may, just to help your your listener really know where I'm coming from. So, yeah, let's just say you're in your average homeschool day, which usually is mixed with some good and some bad. You know, some days you really are on a roll. Mm -hmm. You you nail it. And other days, you know, you're limping along. It's kind of a bad day. Um, But some days we are thrown completely out of our shoes and we get that one phone call, you know, where you're sucker punched. I assume you've had some of Mm. those. I have. Um, But here's some examples. Not that I have lived all these, but every example I'm going to give you is something that is a true story from a homeschool mom who I know and love. So Mm. bear with me. Um, Something shattering could be a phone call with lab results or news that you're being transferred again, that's painful, or that someone has a heart Mm -hmm. attack, someone's getting a divorce, someone was in a very serious car accident. And if it's not a phone call, literally, that hurts, maybe it's you going about your day when all of a sudden you like discover a load of debt that maybe a spouse kept secret, Mm -hmm. or you get an inappropriate Facebook message, or you stumble on porn on the family computer, Now, as bad as all that is, and it is, you know, most of us have at least some clue the direction we'll we'll head with those problems. They're all serious, but they're not particularly uncommon in our modern world. You know what I mean? Like, as Christians, we are not so squeaky clean. Unfortunately, there really is much worse in many of our lives. And so I'm going to go there. (laughs) And few talk about the worst because it is less comfortable we're less comfortable sharing it, and we're certainly far less equipped to handle it. So I'm beginning to describe now affairs, addictions, and abuse, or say the police Mm -hmm. at your door for a report of violence, or deviant sexual behaviors that I don't even want to describe here. They're that bad. Or murder and Mm -hmm. suicide, which can, you know, rob us of loved ones. And to add to this awful list, sometimes that deep-seated ugly stuff, I think it springs right out from within us. Like maybe we're the one with an eating disorder so bad it's harming us or a prescription drug we've gotten hooked on or an emotional affair. You know, we are a society that medicates pain. And homeschool parents, (laughs) newsflash, we're not exempt And I think we are diluted into thinking that the ugly is not among us because it is. It really is. And I think something that complicates our situation if we find ourselves there is that, you know, generally speaking, this is a very conservative, family friendly community. I mean, I'm a part of this and I love this this community. But by the high standards that come with it, I think sometimes we feel that we can't be authentic and we can't 
find the genuine right. support we might need when life is like that ugly. Now, well, and I think that that we also look around and make the assumption that everyone else mm. is living free of all of this. And that further, I think, enslaves us to these this bondage of not being able to talk about it or or share or get yeah. help. You're right. In fact, in just a minute, we're going to talk about those public versus private matters. <laughs> so mm -hmm. stay with me here. Now, obviously, I can't mm -hmm. remedy all the problems with anything I could have to say today, um, but I do come with great compassion. And I come with some experience, unfortunately, because I have lived through some very ugly things myself. So I do have one little exercise I could suggest to your listeners. Um, one thing you can do to help you manage stuff is something called a self inventory and you build a crisis cube. So let me tell you what that is. This is something you're gonna do actually on paper um, just because putting it on paper may help you assess like where am I in, on my journey, right? And it may help you mm -hmm. assess the severity of a situation and then give you a little guidance. And we're gonna tie this all into how do you homeschool during this times? So here's what you do. First, get paper and pencil and you may do this all alone somewhere, but list out all your major crises and try to put them in chronological order, just sort of brainstorm. Now, when I put myself through this exercise, I recounted about 18 very serious crises in perhaps the last 30 years of my life. Now, I don't know yeah. if that's normal, high, low, I have no idea, but my numbers would imply that at least every two or three years, Something's happened in my life that really rocked my world, was very painful, cost me lots of tears. And I'm not talking about little tears. I'm talking about, you know, lady tears, those full blown cry face, swollen eye kind of tears. For some reason, I think ladies know what I mean when I say that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Well, here's what you want to do. So say you've taken this list and it'll probably cry to even make the list, but do it and then take that list and divide it into a couple of different ways. First, ask yourself, was that a public crisis or a private one? So obviously um, public means everyone knew that I went through that or private means not that you experienced it completely alone because we hope you never do that, but that there was just a select few in your life that maybe walked through that with you. You know, it was a more discretionary experience. So yeah. public or private, jot it down or divide your list somehow. But then we're going to divide that list one more time. So now let's say you have your public column, you have your private column, and then divide that into short term or long term. As in, was this something that really just, you know, gobbled up a couple of weeks of my life? And perhaps that was pure disaster in a couple of weeks. Or really, was this something that cost me years, if not a lifetime, of pain and grief? Mm. Oh, it's hard to even say that because I know somebody somewhere right now is going, oh, I'm in the lifetime column, you know, but stay with yeah. me here. So once yeah. you've pondered your categories, one thing you could do is make what I call a crisis cube. Now, this is a little harder to describe, you know, verbally here versus visually, but but let me try to describe it as best, I, as best I can. If you took a piece of paper and made like a, a square and then drew two lines to give you four squares, on the top of your box, your cube, put in the left column short-term and the right column long-term. So you have short-term or long-term. And then over to the left, vertically, I want you to write down public or private. 
So you've just made a cube with squares. And obviously, if you mm. connect the dots, like you're playing Battleship, <laughs> if you connect, like, say, short-term in public, you have a space for a number. Long-term in public, you have a space for a number. And then keep going. Then to your left bottom column, you could have short-term private. And then scoot over, and you can have long-term private. Now, some of you may need to mm. rewind, rewind this and hear it. But um, if you stay with me, it, it may begin to make more sense. So... As an example, in my own life, I told you I wrote down 18 serious crises. Again, I have no idea if that's normal or not. That's just my life. But yeah. out of those, I would say that nine, nine of them, that's half of them, fit the short-term public box. So that top left box. Now, were these serious hmm. crises? Well, yeah. I mean, they were. I've had skin cancer a couple times. I've had some very painful out-of-state moves. I lost my dad suddenly. But these were short-term public problems that they did resolve themselves with time. And I was able to receive support pretty easily because, you know, people knew what I was going through. But shift right. over to the next column. Let's move to the next box to say the top right of your chart, which would be long-term public. Okay. Now, interestingly, I have zero in that particular category. Wow. Yeah, it's just not the story that God has given me. God's been very gracious to me in that box. Now, that may change tomorrow, but for right now, I've not had something <laughs> to fit that category. Yes. So unfortunately, let's keep going though. I've revealed nine of mine, right? That means I got nine more. Well, the next nine mm. are in the bottom of this cube, meaning they're private, my private life. As a matter of fact, in my private life, I would say six my 18 crises were short-term and private, and three were in kind of that worst box, which is long-term yeah. and private. So my crisis cube suggests that unless you're a very close friend of mine in a real tight circle or perhaps a counselor, it means you probably don't know what I've been through. Half of my stuff mm. has been under the radar and just not fitting or appropriate to share publicly. I mean, for one, I write for children. So there's been discretion for me with some of my story of my, you know, parts of the story of my life. Right. And the truth is, I, I guess most people have some private matters to deal with in life. But, you know, who would know? Because they're private. Like you were just saying a minute mm -hmm. ago, you look across sometimes and assume no one else is in that category. But I don't know. Kind of think they are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, now what I'd like to do with the rest of our time is kind of look at each box real quick. You good for that? Okay. okay. Absolutely. I'm making okay. notes here. So again, let's talk about that top left box, which would be short term public. That could be things like an out of state move, an illness, a sudden job loss, surgery. Maybe it's a call from the IRS. And when you're thrown in that box, in my opinion, you have permission to take a break from school. In fact, I hope you do, because mm -hmm. that's when mommy and daddy need to like deal with some grown up problems. And I think you have a very legitimate reason to do that. You're putting pieces back together. So during that time, when it comes to school, I think that's when you assign your children some independent work. Maybe they just read. Maybe you put on some history audiobooks. Hint, hint, I have some. <laughs> <laughs> or history movies. And of course, I would suggest that. Um, maybe you hire a babysitter. And hopefully, mm -hmm. friends and family and church members can offer you the general support you need. Because remember, in that box, whatever you're going through, it's pretty public. So by 
golly, right. um, if people offer you meals, like take them, <laughs> you're in a bind here. But let's move on to the next box. So let's say you're long-term and public as in, perhaps you are taking care of an aging parent on top of all your other responsibilities, mm. or you do have a child with special needs, or you or a loved one have a life-altering accident, or recurring unemployment, um, or debilitating disease. And because these problems are all public, Lord willing, you can and will find specialized support. That's where you want to find yeah. that special support group, you know, for others who have like a parent with Alzheimer's um, for whatever your issue is. And here's my best advice or your permission slip. That is to school differently. You absolutely need to modify your homeschool and you more than anyone else should not compare your school to anyone else's because you may need to school at night or on the weekends or in the car or with the help of additional tutors or co-ops. So that's my advice there. And again, that was not something yeah. I've had to live through. This is my what I've observed from my friends that have. Well, and the the awesome thing to note here, too, is though you have to school differently, God has very specific things for your family through that. And he will use even those different different approaches, different methods, things that you would have never thought you would have to think about to to grow you because he's good like mm. that. Yes, yes, yes. You're right. You're right. Well, shall we shift now to the bottom of the cube? I feel like if we had music, yes. this is when we'd enter in the dark music. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to giggle here just to try to keep it light, but we're about to you know, dive into some deep stuff. Oh. But the truth mm -hmm. is, let's take that bottom left column or box, whatever you want to call it. So this is short term private. That means it's pretty serious. It may be R rated. So in by my observation, I would say this would be like discovering maybe heavy porn use in the family or mm. immorality or it's a family shouting match that really went down bad, or it is a slip in substance abuse to the point it's debilitating, or it's self-harm, um, or maybe it's even mm. an arrest. I don't mean an incarceration yet. That's actually going to be in our next call, yeah. but maybe just, you know, something that involved yeah. you know, authorities. So the question would remain, well, gosh, what do you do about school in that situation? Well, I'm thinking you excuse yourself from school temporarily, not that you have to quit, but I think you do pause. Those are serious mm -hmm. matters that you would you would pause for. And during that pause, honestly, and this is describe recalling some of what threw me into this box because I had at least six of these. Um, I know right. during that time, that's when I like. I'm not going to cook. I may not shower. I may not exercise. I may not be serving anyone. Mm -hmm. I may not sleep well. Honestly, it's as if all that has to take a back seat because during that break, what I needed to do was just spend more time in God's word, journal, okay. seek the Lord, pray before him and lay my burdens at the cross, probably asking for forgiveness. There's a good chance I've been a part of this problem. And in addition, yeah. certainly it might be seeing a qualified counselor that better understands the issue. Listen, that's, you know, I don't know, a touchy subject with some people, but wise counsel is helpful, empowering. It's actually biblical. Let me give you two, three verses mm -hmm. that support it. Proverbs eleven fourteen, Proverbs 15, 22, and James 5, 16. It, it, would, it would encourage us to seek wise counsel. So don't be afraid of it. Mm. Okay. Yep. Now, 
<sighs> you ready to go to the last and the worst box? I, I okay. am. I am. You know, by the way, if your listeners have stayed with us this long, they probably need to hear what's next. <laughs> Yeah, you know, unfortunately, exactly. but I would say that long term private, those matters may include life threatening eating disorders, severe gambling problems, mm. full blown sexual addictions or abuse or incest. It's now we're talking about substance abuse versus substance use, like true abuse. We're talking about emotional, physical abuse. We're talking about sexually transmitted diseases or just needing to be tested for them because of the unknown. Mm -hmm. And then we are talking about incarceration or prison. And let me just say yeah. right now, I know this list is uncomfortable, but I also know that this is among us. I can testify. I mean, three of my crises fit this criteria, but being that they're mm -hmm. private, I'm not going to describe them right here, right now. Um, Leslie, I know you talked to hundreds of homeschool families. So would you please stop and assure us that we're not alone in these darker spaces? I actually just wrote down on the notebook that I'm taking notes on. So many come to mind. So many come to mind specific stories that fit in each of these specific boxes. Mm -hmm. Not not that I know, uh, you know, the two private boxes you can you a lot of times you'll hear rumblings after the fact or you'll you'll get details after something has gone from private to public because of of a circumstance that brings it to light and so there are there are so so many faces that are actually in my mm. head right now as you talk and as my heart just grieves for those that are struggling through this and looking for for hope and for direction for how to walk this path that God is, has placed in their way, whether, you know, they've fallen into it and, you know, God wants to work them through it, or this is a challenge, you know, some of those public things, God does bring these things into your life in order to change you and mold you into his image. Oh, yes. Yes. Well, and kind of just walking through this next difficult box, I would say some of the things you do for short-term private issues, you would absolutely repeat for long-term private issues, mm -hmm. as in you're going to continue to be in God's word, journal through your tears, seek the Lord with all your heart, repent, cling to his forgiveness, fast if the Lord leads you. By the way, I've, I've experienced personally some tremendous breakthroughs in my life from practicing fasting, like extended yeah. fasting. Yeah. Oh, could talk more about that another day. But anyway, now, mm -hmm. interestingly, some of the things that I said you could do in the short term private, like when you take a break, you know, you can't do some of those things for years and decades. For example, you can't stop cooking for years. <laughs> some of you yeah. have tried, yeah. but you can't. You can't <laughs> stop showering for years. You probably shouldn't quit exercising for like the rest of your life. You probably shouldn't stop serving others. And you certainly can't stop sleeping for years. Though some of you have mm. tried that too. Um, but to my friends that might be in that final box today. I think you need to learn how to function within the dysfunction. And how do you do that? Well, I don't want to oversimplify it because we all know we're talking about complicated matters here. But first, you need to be safe from harm. Let me insert that before you yeah. can build a healthy lifestyle. And if you're not, I have a phone number. Let me just give it right now because um, I've looked this up. There's a phone number for yeah. help if you're not safe, and that would be 
0088. Rewind it if you and need to. And what is it. that number? Um, you know what? I don't have it right in front of me and I can't give you the okay. official title of it. I know it's a place that okay. I did some research on that I think is a trusted site. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. But let's go back to what does it look like to function within dysfunction? Well, I think that you make a very conscious choice to build a healthy lifestyle, which means you do get dressed in the morning to face your day. You do eat well because you need nourishment. You do take care of your body because you got to control your blood pressure. You do set healthy boundaries with the opposite sex, especially if someone in your life has chosen not to. Um, you find safe outlets for all that stress you have. So that means you utilize hobbies and friends and uplifting fellowship, and you find small mm. groups of trusted people who can journey along with you and you read inspiring biographies. Let's turn to some believers who have endured long suffering. I'll give you a couple of my favorites. Of course, you would hear this from me. And let's keep in mind, Linda yeah. Hope are not only would read biographies, but write them probably because I found yeah. great solace and comfort in it. God's used my crises mm. to make something good. But anyway, here's some of my favorites. Um, Jean Dalbray, Isaac Watts, Blaise Pascal, Hudson Taylor, mm. Corey Ten Boom, Sabina Wormbrand. Those are just a few. Mm, they're all very special folks. So as for homeschooling, please do not assume that you have to quit homeschooling because of these long-term private matters. You know, the opposite is true. I hope that you would choose to homeschool through those kinds of problems because homeschooling is part of the healthy lifestyle. Right, Leslie? Amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it, it's so good for your heart as well as just everything else. As you're pouring out into your kids, the Lord's growing you and really giving you solace through things that you're going through. Yes. I think the decision to homeschool in the middle of these really hard times, it may be that that becomes your North Star. Perhaps that's your mm. guiding light. And maybe it's like the one positive investment that you can make in the middle of whatever it is that's kind of thrown you into that awful final box. So you know how I've otherwise been giving your listeners like permission for this, permission for that. Well, if you're in this final box, you have the right and you have the capacity to school passionately because mm. you're that mama bear who's really seeking to undo those cycles of sin that have perhaps weighed you down. And nobody expected to be in those boxes. You know, we don't wake up planning that, do we? But they do. It does happen. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and as much as I really don't like those experiences, again, nobody does. I will say this about the ugly. It is what has brought me face to face with God. It is mm. what has made me more passionate about his grace. I'm sure it has something to do with driving me to write the mystery of history because it has driven me to his word. You mm. know, the funny thing is the bad because we all have bad stuff like lighter than what I've described. Bad sometimes just stays bad. But, you know, it's that uglier stuff that we cannot ignore because, you know, if we do, it's going to eat us alive. So it's like that oh. ugly stuff is what forces growth. It seems to demand accountability and it, it summons our attention. So mm, I will say this is what I discovered in 2008, Leslie. That was my year hmm. <laughs> when I was strung out in three of these four boxes. I had multiple wow. crises going on at the same time. And I would say that 2008 for me was that do or die year. And I'm happy to report that I did. It was a sink or swim year. And I chose to swim. 
And it was either that I was going to proceed in victory, you know, based on what had been done for me on the cross, or I was just going to pack it up and be defeated. But I, I proceeded in victory by God's grace. So mm, I just want to, again, remind your mamas who are there now. They're, they're more of us than you would know who, who have <laughs> been there. And, um, and, and we're on the other side of the, the line rooting you on um, because God's pulled me out of those, you know, mm. those defeats. Anyway, I know, Leslie, it's kind of time to wrap this up. So if I could say a couple things in summary, and then I know you want to share some too, or I hope you will. But I think um, we have to ask ourselves honestly, like, will homeschool suffer in difficult times? Well, sure. On some days, we're just not going to pull it together at all. And in fact, those Mm -hmm. are sometimes you got to just put it all on pause. But I am living proof that not every day is a shutdown day. Um, You can homeschool in a fallen world. And in a fallen life, right? Um, in fact, those worst problems may be your finest hour, your high mm-hmm. calling, and you, again, choosing to school passionately just to send the devil packing because he seeks to steal, kill, and destroy, doesn't he? And sure um, does. we can fight against that with the whole armor of God. And um, I have a, a verse to share in a minute, but Leslie, I, I really like to hear from you first before I close with that verse. You, you know, I actually just did a uh, Teach Them Diligently 365 video about lessons learned in the valley. God oh. takes each one of us into a valley. And the deeper in that valley that you get, the more that you're able to fully understand the release and the trust in God when you can't do a thing about it anyway. Mm-hmm. and um, there are lessons that are learned there that will change you from the inside out that you, I don't believe you could learn any other way. And there, there may well come a time when you're able to look back and just kind of like Linda actually even alluded to, and you see what God brought out of those valleys. God gave us resources. God's given us stories. God's given us um, ways to empathize and to engage with other people that are going through similar things. He created all of that as we were walking through those valleys. And so when you when you allow him to work, even in those darkest, ugliest times that you would have never purposely walked through, you wouldn't have chosen that path. God's plan can be revealed for you in ways that you would have never imagined because his ways are always higher and better than anything that we would ever write for ourselves. Mm. I knew you would say that well, Leslie. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Well, here's a favorite psalm I'd like to end on for times of great pain. I have found real solace in Psalm 19. So I just want to encourage your listeners to read it, meditate on it, and particularly look at the passage that describes this great reward. That's in verse 11, a real quick true story. I remember years ago being so down and out, there was a time I read this and I was like, Lord, and believe me, this was with a bad attitude. I was like, (laughs) Lord, what's the great reward? And I was sincerely asking, like, why hang in there? What's in it for me? That's a very selfish question, but I was being honest with God because I was feeling Mm -hmm. very defeated, you know, feeling like throwing in the towel. And listen, the Lord just knocked me upside the head with an answer to that question because he's so merciful that way. He sent me to Genesis 15.1. Do you know what that passage says? It's a little conversation with Abraham. And God says, and I quote, I am the great reward. 
I'm like, mm. oh my goodness, I'm so silly. Like there's, I don't know if I was picturing a tiara or, you know, a, something uh. from here that from him that was a great reward when it's like he's saying to me, Linda, the great reward is me. You get me for enduring and long suffering and stay in the course. And that's what we get. We get him. Anyway, that was a life changing moment for me. That's um, not that I haven't had slippery, you know, stories since then, but I'm telling you at my worst, I needed him to answer me and he did. So I pray so listener faithful. finds that. So mm-hmm. faithful to do that. Well, Linda, thank you so much for sharing your heart and your story and what God has taught you with us today. I think um, I, I am confident. I don't just think I am confident that this will be a great help to to many, many around the world as they listen mm-hmm. in. I hope so. Now, by the way, I do I do want to tell your listeners about something they can get free from me right now, at least until December 31st. If you okay. subscribe to my website, we're giving away a valuable workshop. It's an MP4 workshop, which means you can see it and hear it. And it's called hmm. the dark side of socialism. Hmm. And I think it's quite pertinent to today's headlines. And it's something you may want to listen to with your students about what freedom is and what threatens it. So it's the dark side of socialism. And just by subscribing right now, we're giving it away. It's a $9.99 workshop that we're giving away for free up through December 31st. So pertinent. Well, I will make sure that I include a link to where they will sign up and a note in the show notes um, of what they can get through the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But definitely there's never been a time where it's been more um, front and center to Mm. understand this concept than it is right now. Yeah, world history. It is begging for attention right now. Oh, my stars, my stars. I, I even, My kids are even like, do they not know? Because my kids do know world history. <laughs> they know it well. Um, but yeah, it's that's, that's a whole nother conversation, Linda, that we should yes. probably not dive into now. But thank you again for joining us today. Again, I, your story, your heart, your, your burden for people is evident. And I am very grateful that you shared it. Thank you, Leslie. May the Lord bless you and keep you. I look forward to talking to you again. Thank you. You too. And to everyone else who's out there, I look forward to to visiting with you again really soon. Thank you for listening to the Teach Them Diligently podcast. We believe that every family is called to teach them diligently. So we're here to help. We would love to get to know you on site at one of our many events each year and throughout the year when you become part of the Teach Them Diligently 365 community. Go to www.teachthemdiligently.net forward slash podcast to get more details and resources to encourage and equip your family. While you're there, you can also pick up the show notes and additional information from today's show. It's our daily prayer that God will encourage and equip your family through Teach Them Diligently, and we'd love to hear from you. Send us a note or share your stories with us on social media with the hashtag WeTTD. God is doing great things within His families all around the world, and we would love to celebrate that with you. We'd also love to have you join us by subscribing to our podcast and then sharing it with a friend who could use a little encouragement as they too follow God's plan for their family. Hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I look forward to visiting with you again real soon.